Happy New Year's Eve. 2023 is done and dusted. We've had a lot of games this year, and we're going to go through them all. Well, not every single game, but month by month. Uh, today, we are joined by Paul from RWA Productions. Welcome along, Paul. Hello. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, buddy. Happy New Year. We'll talk about your trip to Rotherham in a couple of minutes, just after introducing Macam Cabby, who is on currently on mute because I think there's stuff happening in the background. But hello, oh, Cabby. Fine. How are you doing? How are you doing? Good mate. Good mate. Happy New Year to you too. Yeah, happy to happy to meet you uh, to you when it arrives soon enough. Of course, Australia have already had theirs. Oh yeah. Um, it's well, they're already in the future, aren't they? And we also have the time-travelling expert himself, Jacob Aviard. Welcome along, buddy. Good afternoon and uh, Happy New Year's Eve. Happy New Year's. Uh, yeah, uh, I guess. Um, we have um, a comment from Dean in the chat saying, just avoid the Cardiff game already. We, we, do you want us to avoid all of the bad ones? Oh, it's working. It's working. Look. Chat here. Boom. I'm loving it. <laughs> there we go. Just don't 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 say anything. We might need the mods in here. Um, but we start off 2023 playing a game against Blackpool in uh, how do we put our our last part of last year? We um Blackpool, Shrewsbury, Swansea, Borough, and Fulham were our January fixtures. Uh we won just Two of those games, that was Shrewsbury and Middlesbrough. Um, we drew the other two, Blackpool and Fulham. Fulham's a good result, if you ask me. Uh, but then we lost to Swansea. We always seem to struggle against Swansea, and I can't really put my finger on it. But January in review, what were you feeling at the start of 2023? <laughs> sent off could have possibly been a different game but he, that was the ultimate kick in the teeth in my opinion and FA Cup um, we had Shrewsbury beating Shrewsbury which were well should be beating them really but we were 1-0 down and then we ended up getting were it two late goals? Yes. I think it was just a winner wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. But that was just a relief because I didn't want to be knocked out by a lower side yeah, we had Fulham, didn't we? Which, which do we? We, yeah. we got the lead. We, we did. got the lead in the Fulham game. I think the FA Cup. I think January kind of patched over a lot of cracks. Um, we were just on the teat of the playoffs at that point, but then we started to drop out. Uh, ben, yes, we are going by month by month rather than game by game because there was a lot of games. Um, <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll do that. Um, we also had a couple of. Surprises in there. In 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 that FA Cup first round tie, we held our own against a Premier League opposition. And for me, um, although we lost to Swansea in that month, it was a nice time to support us. It felt like we were on the up and up. Do, do, you, do you think? Mm -hmm. Clark? Overall, yeah. SFC, ready for ready for the New Year's? I think so. Uh, <laughs> nearly there. 
that was our first game of 2023. I think that one was a little bit of a damp squib, though. Yeah, I, I also remember that that same day I fainted as well. A few hours after, uh, a few hours after the match. Yes. So, I, I don't know if you recall or not. Obviously, I'm not going to talk about your vinegar sandwiches, Cabby. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> 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 I think well I'd rather have vinegar sandwiches than wear a Newcastle shirt or watch Newcastle. So. I mean that's say if Abdullah Boss scores five goals, but if we're being honest, he's not that's not gonna happen. <laughs> um that's in the wrong ear, that's why it feels weird. Uh the the overall theme, I think the main story for January was our transfers. And I don't know if you actually recall this or not, but we actually signed Isaac Lahaji in January. Do 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 you guys remember him? <laughs> Forgotten or not? Well, no, because he's not here now. <laughs> he's a flash we, in the pan. We sold him in August, didn't we? Didn't we sell him in August this year? No, we sold him in June. Um, but he came in. He played, I think, seven or I mean, maybe eight games for us. No, come on, Pet. Come on, Pet. And uh, yeah, didn't really materialise all that well for him, did it? Um, mm. We were we were talking well, about we talked we were talking about Clark leaving because he's. Um, his what's it called his contract was up at the end of the summer that got extended he's now with us until 2026 uh same with rob clark roberts um did we sign ahmad at this point or do we already have him in place i can't i can't remember with Ahmad. i think ahmad, i think ahmad was the full full year wasn't he um Ross Stewart came back from his injury he was uh fit for the middlesbrough game and then injured by the fulham game uh, we hadn't seen him. Now. Uh, no, he's he's been back and, and got injured again, hasn't he? He's a glass slipper. But January was a topsy turvy month. I think it's the typical average month for us. Um, if we if we're being brutal about that, uh, February was a little bit more condensed. If we look at it a little bit um, skeptically, a draw against Millwall, the replay against Fulham, where we beat them, uh, well, where they beat us three two in added time. I still think we held our run in that Premier League opposition, which gave us a lot of hope. I was at that game. I know. <laughs> Rick scored in that one, didn't he? And it counted. Yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he started kicking about late November. So he was, he was in fully in, fully in flight by that point. We then go on a pretty decent streak up until the Rotherham game. So this is where I know we played Rotherham on the weekend, but this is what we did. February 21st, we lost 2-1 at uh, Rotherham United last season. So it's better than what we did last season, but it's still the same calendar year. The, the teams have drastically changed since then. Uh, we beat Reading, we beat QPR, where Will Farrell said we're going to drink some tears of sorrow. <laughs> uh, and then we lost to Coventry. So we lost to Rotherham and Coventry to uh, basically collapse at the end of the month. Julie Bristol at home as well, didn't we? Yeah, the 1-1. So, like I said, it was a, a bit of a good peak in that month. Like, we had a good run of uh, good results up until that Rotherham game. Uh, yeah, I don't... I don't I really... No. I think it was a bit too hot and uh, flashy in the pan. Um, too much too much going on. Was that seven fixtures in the space of 28 days? That's one every three, four days. That's... Um, yeah, you <laughs> Just a bit rushed, shall we say. Um, I can't really pick out a highlight performance. Maybe that QPR game where we won 3-0, we looked proper solid at that point. Um, 
don't know. It, it's just a bit of a weird one. Paul, yeah. you got any thoughts on Feb? <laughs> any any standout games or results on that? Uh, for me, it'll be the Redden game at home. Why? 1-0. It were a late winner, wasn't it? Wasn't it quite a late goal? Yeah, it was by uh, Paddy Roberts. <laughs> oh, Westy, man. Uh, Westerhausen. Shout out to all the massive melts in Newcastle. FTM. <laughs> that Newcastle fan didn't know what melts then, did he have? They were an American Newcastle fan, I think. Not a clue, but uh, we've got our own little uh, FTM badge here. <laughs> Let's pop that on. Uh, March, should we go? Should, we'll we'll whistle stop them because I'm um, I'm not really happy with March. I don't know if you were at all. Uh, it was the five-one defeat to Alex Neal Stoke City. Absolute embarrassment of a performance that was. The um, friendly cup we retain in a 1-0 win. Uh, we lose to Sheffield United. But that was kind of on the cards. It was a free hit. A draw against Burnley. and A draw, a draw against Luton. And then a draw against Burnley. Um, highlight for me. Um, probably that Stoke game. Even though we lost. Um, it was the most memorable game of the lot. Um, I can't, I can't, yeah. just we, we know what we want. And what we feel about the, uh, the snake man himself. Uh, he's luckily out of that position already because he crumbled the following season. So, yeah. I'd have Alex Neil back. I'd have, I'd have Alex Neil rather than Ian Beale. Really? Uh, I no, would. Michael Beale's a much, no, Michael Beale's better than Alex Neil, in my opinion. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, he does um, have like more variety to his tactics, but I think. Stability is a thing that we need in this club rather than, again, that well, let's win two games, lose four in a row, or pick up two points in four games. Like, it's just, I'd much rather us win, draw, win, draw, draw, win, 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 than all these losses that we've been having. So, mm. I'll just build them a bit like Blackburn last season, but just win, draw, win, draw. Yeah, pretty Instead much. Win, loss, win, yeah, I'd, I'd, rather, I'd rather us pick up points in most games than. I know we're not. It's not likely that any team is just going to win every single game. We're not Leicester. Uh, we don't have five hundred million. <laughs> no, to be fair, their, their squad's probably worth two hundred and twenty-five million, something around that. And the rest of the... I'll give Bill till the new year. To be honest with you, mm. he's not going to. I just it? it's it's just the 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 way that the squad he picked on the side he's picking, and it's like does he know what he's doing? No, I don't think I don't think he does. Well, sometimes people have said he does come across like a Billy Billy bullshitter. But... Probably, yeah. 0-0 uh, at the Burnley game was a good gem uh, to solidify the defence um, defensive trust after it was shattered by Stoke. We looked a lot more stable after that point. That's not a bad point there, Ben, to be fair. Um, after the Sheffield United game, we didn't really alter to the end of the season. We creeped our way into the playoffs on the last day. So... Maybe that was it. And we, uh, by the end of March, we were in 11th. What is that it? That's where we were. Yeah, rumour up here is Morelos in the summer from Santos. I need to do a bit of digging into that then, because I've not seen... Um, I can't see his name. Morelos. I've never seen his football. If you've got a, um, a clip of like his football, uh, Wesley, pop it in my WhatsApp. I'll, I'll check him out. Um, Paul, 
stand-up performance in March. In March. Mm. <laughs> For me, it, it'd be the loot. Uh, Burnley. Burnley. Okay. It's a weird one, isn't it? Because obviously they they absolutely slapped the league. Would you, if we have that exact same style of performance against Leicester in a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks, in a couple of months' time, um, would you be happy with that nil nil? Just bet. Yeah, I'd play hands. Fair enough. Uh, Cabby. Hello. Hello. Standout performance for you in March. I'll come back in a second, mate. I've just got to sort the, the daughter's iPad out. I'll get back to you in two minutes. No worries. Whilst we're waiting for Cabot to come back, then we'll move on to April and he can, uh, he can <laughs> uh, catch up. So, April was a, like I said, a, an absolute strange one. We don't think we lost a game in that month. We drew 4 4 to Hull City. Absolutely bizarre game. Uh, we beat Cardiff. We... Three wins, three draws. Yeah, we beat Birmingham City at the stadium tonight. We beat the Huddersfield. We beat West Brom, and then we drew against Watford. Yeah, March, April was unbeaten. Yeah, it was. That's class. Um, that's how we creeped into it, by the way. <laughs> Just not losing games. Why can't we do that again? Uh, he played for Rangers under Bale. I'll have a check then. Well, if he's playing Scottish football or uh, Morelos, uh, not the same as uh, not it's not the same as the championship, to be honest. Um, but yeah, uh, what was your standout performance, Cabby, for March and April? March has got to be like a safe for the wrong reasons that Stoke City game, wasn't it? Yeah, without a, without a shadow of a doubt, it was like uh, I was expecting that to be honest with you because of that focused on beating Alex Neil because calling him a snake, it's, it uh, seems to bite us in the backside every single time, doesn't it? He's still a snake, though, mate. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna beat around the bush. He's he's. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just, I'm just saying the fact like it just seemed to make it worse, didn't it? The fact like it's Alex Nasley. Oh, I think we wound him up to the point where he's like, "Fuck it, this is this is my game of the season." Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it is what it is. I think the high-scoring games are generally standout ones because they're so like out of the blue. But I don't know why. But Dwight Gill all of a sudden was decent in that match, and I was like, mm. yeah. Odd. What about April? What's your standout game in April? Just give us a recap what happened in April again. Hull 4-4, Sun, uh, Cardiff 1-0, Birmingham City 2-1, Huddersfield 1-1, West Brom 2-1 and Watford 2-2. Three wins, three draws. Um, yeah. Um, my, my standout one was, because it was on Sky, it was when we played... Uh, Hull 4-4 was just such a topsy-turvy game. Eh? Oh, it, 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 was, it was just mental, wasn't it? I mean, I think it was a bit of... Am I sure right? There was one of our... Was it 9 or someone that played a stupid foul or a handball or something that gave them a penalty in the last kick of the game? Oh, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Who was it? Who was it again? Because I was watching, I was thinking... I was on the phone to my mate saying this was going to be a good win against Hull this, and... We give the ball away stupidly, um, and then they came forward. And I can't remember if we fouled someone in the box or it was a it was a handball. Was it all nine? Uh, it was when we were we were wearing them red shorts. I think we have good games in red shorts. Uh, no, it was Elise. Aji Elise. 
Oh, and he just he just he just um, chopped them down, didn't he? Flatters through them. Yeah. Let me just quickly add this on. Um, I think we already have it here, so I can pop it on very very quickly. So this is the moment you're talking about. Um, the ball is just cut in, and then Agilise just runs through the the defender's leg, and it's like. How are we supposed to counteract against something like that? And that was like, wasn't that the 94th minute or something? Yeah. 39? Pierre Equa, Pierre Equa, sorry, sorry. Uh, I got my numbers rixed up. I thought Equa was 26. Um, it was Equa. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> we, we had the ball deep in their half, um, and it was literally seconds left to go. Um, and we we'll just played a stupid pass. Or a st we gave the ball away. I don't know who it was that gave the ball away. He got, um, got dropped for the next game, apparently. And they just went straight to the other end, and he had this funny feeling because that type of game it was. Um, was going to end up. Yeah, it is exactly. Uh, <laughs> I know it's like a bit, a bit random, but do you think the red shorts have like us have more entertaining games in them? Because that the red shorts is for the charity, right? It's not. A uh, standard one. It was for the foundation of like charity. Every every um, every bit of profit in that match went to the foundation of light. I think. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, it did. I, I like. I, I think I was. I think we'll look better played in the red shorts. But that's just my my opinion. I think it looks like a, a a more unified thing. I know we've got black in our um our badge in that, but I think I don't know. I like it. I know a lot of fans don't like it at all because it's. Uh, Reminds you of the cottage homes. If you know, you know. Off that might just be my family thing. Um, no, 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 no. I, was, I used to get threatened as well if I was I was a naughty boy. I get sent to cottage homes. But with the red shorts on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's. I thought that was just a my family thing for a sec. Um, no, no, no. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that unbeaten April helps helps Sunderland. By the way, uh, going to the end of the season, one game left against Preston North End, nothing to lose and everything to gain with a absolutely slapping performance, a 3-0 win at Deepdale on the final game of the season. Um, absolutely bizarre as well, by the way, because uh, Blackburn, all they needed to do... Was it Blackburn or Millwall? I think it was Millwall. Millwall, all they needed to do was win. They were 3-1 up at half-time and ended up losing 4-3. So I've got the team right way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh my god! No, I was actually at that Preston game. <laughs> Mate, you you seem to be at the games where like it's pivotal. I <laughs> know. I put I put the right games. <laughs> but um, did, did, was that the the should this season have ended at that point for us? Because obviously we then go into playoffs. We beat Luton Town two one at the Stadium Light, but then we lose two one at Kellenworth, and it's. It's just that sliver of hope. I think we got found out at the uh, the semi-final second leg of where we were vulnerable. Um, and we had been shouting about it all season, by the way. Um, it was, we are poor at defending corners. We're poor at scoring corners. And we can't defend set pieces because we haven't got, we haven't got height in the box. So <laughs> we took that to heart a little bit with our recruitment in the summer. But... I was going to say, so what, what's your standout game in that um, in that choice of three? Um, I'll go from right left. So Jacob, then Cabby, then Paul. What's your what's your standout game of those three? 
So this is is this April May? This is well, May. This is May. We've uh, we've we've all said. I think the dots. Oh, sorry. I didn't get same. I don't. My April March. I think for March. April. But Matt, I didn't say March as well. Oh. Uh, Burnley for March. April, I'd go with West Brom. And yeah, May Preston away, just because of the atmosphere and you know. Where it got us to. I can't believe I forgot I forgot you out there, mate. Sorry about that. It's alright. <laughs> oh, uh let's all laugh at Arsenal. Uh let me know why. <laughs> David. Um Okay, uh, uh, quickly explain those games though, mate. Why 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 the um obviously the Burnley one I think is uh, self explanatory, drawing against the, the team I saw. basically at that point, I think they were like four points off automatic promotion. I guaranteed it. And we picked up. We made them pick up just the one. Uh, what? Yeah. Why the West Brom game? Because, like Kerry said, four four is freak result. What? What was it about the Baggies game that? Oh yeah, don't get me wrong, but I think it's just because it got us ever so closer to where we ended up being come end of the season. But same with same. It's a way atmosphere as well. I think it was just. The amount of fans we took down to that game was just amazing. And I think we played pretty good in that West Brom game. I think we generally do, though. Yeah, like We usually take good good sets of fans down because it's, it's just the right kind of place in the country where everybody can get to very easily. It's the same with Birmingham City. It's like all you need to do is get one train and you're there um, or like a three-hour journey, depending yeah. on where you are. Being in the Midlands does help like with... Being localized to the rest of the yeah, footballing world, so good, there's a lot of extra fans that are able to um, rock up, but most of them just season ticket holders, and anyways, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, anyways, the May, sorry, April May, the May game. I just... Yeah, Preston. What is it? Just because it was the last final day of the season, no pressure, buzzing fans. Yeah, and they were a good win in general. Fair enough. Yo, Cabby. Hello. Game, the game of May. That'd be the um, the Preston one, eh? Preston. Sorry, did you say did you say about just yeah, give yeah, me a recap again? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. May, May was uh, Preston three 0 two two one at home against Luton, then two 0 loss against Luton in the semi finals. Yeah, it's it's for me it's it's a Preston one because I um <laughs> it was just it was just a really really good performance from Sunderland. The way we passed the ball around, the way we played them off the park, and the way the events turned out. The fact that it was out of our hands and the way it swung from the mill while chucking it away, um, and right in front of the the away fans as well, I thought it was it was really really good to to mm -hmm. get into the playoffs, especially being our first season back in the championship. Um, and it's just the way we did it. I thought we we just played superb, um, and it gave us like a lot of belief for the playoffs coming in. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think it was one of those ones where it's like you've just got everything going right for you it felt like the right time but it i mean at the end of the day it didn't end up happening in terms of us getting back to the prem but it felt like if it was going to happen it was going to happen then you know what i mean 
gives that extra little bit of buzz, extra couple of percent of what it called opportunity. Um, yeah, fair enough. Paul. Well, you know I'm going to go with that because I'm actually in attendance. <laughs> this is I'm, the free now. I'm actually I'm going to go for the Preston game. Uh, the atmosphere actually from the start. Uh, well, actually, just before the referee blew the, the whistle, actually, for to start the game, I would say from from the start, all the way right to the end. Just, just buzz it, like everybody bouncing from minute one to minute ninety. <laughs> think, even, even the players was crying at, at the whole time because it, it just there was just like a a bit of a. An absolute but, surprise, really, wasn't it? Like it was, it wasn't an out of the blue because I think we were doing good. Yeah, because of what what we went through in the past few years, wasn't it? League miserable, League One, and you know. Well, I was just saying, not all the players cried. It was just Tony Mowbray and Dan Neil. It was some of the best football I've seen Sunderland play in a long, long time. And it last, but and there were three or four games on the trot. We were like that. Was, the one-two passing we were doing. Um, and the quickness of it, just ripping defences to shreds. It was it was really nice entertaining football to watch. It it just took us that little bit too long for us to find form. Sorry, my dog's just at my legs, but it's, it, it's not as dodgy as it looks. It's not as dodgy as it looks. Uh, come back from a dodgy penalty. We had half of our players out. Showed how had much matured since the whole game, despite such a young side. West Brom was a good display of character. I think the tail end of last season, under any other manager for us, Mick Beale, Alex Neal, whoever we've had in the past, I don't think would have happened without Mowbray there. So I think he needs to be commended for that. Um, do you I think? Agree with that. Yeah, I was going to say, do you agree? Disagree? Because I think I know he's he's gone from the club now, but I I genuinely think like without him, we wouldn't be in where we like the current expectancies or the, the, the current we buy a Rotherham are. If you look at where Rotherham are and where we are, we both came up at the same time. They survived last season. We were in the playoffs. It's just two polar opposites of how to perform. Oh, we could be where Wigan are. <laughs> Going up to go back down. It's just everybody has the feeling now of like um the Parkinson and the Simon Grayson days. It's just that that's the enthusiasm with the fans at the moment. It's not good. That that's with Beale though. I think if you look at with Beale, it, yeah, yeah. If you look at it overall, we, I think as a fan base, we're we're more looking towards the Premier League than League One again. If 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 we're being brutal about it, I don't think we are looking at the bottom half of the table and going, we should be there. Mid table, I think, is where some of our recent performances have been at, and we'll get into that in a bit. But the fact that we finished sixth last season, we are seventh now, um, roughly where we were at the same point last last season at game 25 we're doing all right like it's not pretty football anymore on the deal 37 points in it that we're currently on mm -hmm. and we're on 37 yeah. points at game 25 then as well the positions yeah. are going to slip away though aren't they? i mean first and mm -hmm. second's been gone a while third starting to disappear from us fourth starting to disappear from us we just need to keep keep in, up with the joinses yeah yeah we, we do yeah because um we're already two points behind hall and the last thing we need is Seven or eight points behind Hull off the playoffs because it can soon happen. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, I, I have gone through everybody this time though for for the end of last season. If if we just look at from January through to the 
playoff semi-final loss what is the standout player in that entire spell and i'm gonna go last because i've, I've got multiple options i know what one of them's gonna be um i'll go with cabby first who's your standout player for the tail end of last season um diallo <laughs> there you go tick boom ah uh, mad diallo and it always that stands out with the uh that free kick he scored um at the state at the stadium of light but uh fans loved him um but like he, he was just scoring and he was just getting stronger and stronger as the the season went on and uh it's just frustrating that he was um having to go but definitely diallo like for me fair enough I, I think that's not a bad shout uh rob says versus preston pritchard came on at half time and he changed the game um, ben saying Ahmad, it has to be. I think a lot of you will say Ahmad. Uh, you are allowed to repeat choices if you really want to, but I've got multiple, and I'll not say Ahmad now. So, Jacob, who's your standout player for the tail end of last season? Ahmadiyya, though. That's my option. I can't remember. What's his thing, by the way? It's, a, it's, a, it's like that, isn't it? It's like... it's like he puts his one hand at the side, sideways on his ear. On his ear. Ah, uh, and then one like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah. But if Diallo's watching this, probably won't. Please come back. I mean, I think he only but... came on the pitch yesterday because they're looking to sell him and increase his value. Look, he's a Premier League player. He's got one on his stat. You know what I mean? I think that's why he came on. Um, yeah. More chance of sleep, my mother Teresa, than him coming back to Sunderland. Tell you now. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. 100%. I actually disagree. I think he loves the club. I think he loved Mowbray, but he loves the club that little bit more. He's not going to come back with a settlement Beal and that. Like, there's no chance in hell, is it? Well, we don't know how long Beal's going to be here, even mate. I know he's got a contract at 26, but if he came uh, back, Beal will probably be playing on the under 21 sides for five months. <laughs> Didn't say that. <laughs> oh, by the way, back at the end of our position at the end of December was four. We are currently seven. So, not great, is it? I mean, it's not bad though. Like, if we were set, there's at least we're we're in the top twenty five percent of teams. You look at it like you're not think we're going a little bit backwards, Amp. We were in oh. a higher position last season. Yeah, higher we... position last season than this season. No, well, as far as managers are concerned or coaches, should I say? Um, it's the board and that, that that we seem to be going backwards with. I think the fans are starting to the, the relationship between the fans and say Speakman and KLD is going backwards and falling each, each after weeks tick on. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, it's just I think we're under current management. It's a little bit. Um, I think we're all a little bit. We all feel like it's a, just a tad bit toxic. And it's it's like just getting through the horrible parts of your meal so you can get to your dessert. Is there a dessert there? <laughs> and that dessert turned out to be, I don't know, Christmas pudding or something. It's just... Ugh. They're like a firework waiting to go off because the, the, none, virtually no one's happy with the point of or what they were disgusted with it. So anything that goes wrong on the pitch, it's like the fans are just instantly going to react and heaven forbid if we have a horrible performance against Preston on New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. I th- I've well, fair, well. Kieran's, uh, I think, a mag in the chat, but uh, we no, put, we played. Under my. <laughs> oh, why is it? Why is he? Why is he like backing up Newcastle? So it is. 
Kieran actually supports Sunderland as well. Um, uh, it just sounded like the Magway comes out. When does Sunderland play versus Newcastle? Newcastle is going to be best and going to win. <laughs> I mean, that, that game... When was the last time Newcastle won a trophy? That's all i got to say. In 1963? I think it were. But they won the league, didn't they? In the championship with that horrible yellow orange. I mean, we've, we've won the championship three times. So we don't count them towards trophies, mate. I know it's like you get a trophy at the end of the season when we won, was it the Coca Cola championship at the time? And Stephen yeah. Lawrence and um, Marcus Stewart and that guy. Yeah, it was just like, yeah, we got a trophy for winning the championship, but that's not a, a trophy on your cabinet. It's a, an accolade, I guess, but. Not winning Look, with the money Newcastle spent and the squad compared to where, where we are, you'd, you'd expect anything but Newcastle to win, wouldn't you? You know, the pressure's all on them. It's it's it's, mm-hmm. it's a win-win for someone. And if they lose, they'll say, well, what can you do against £350 million worth of talent? That's more than um, that, it's yeah. the FA Cup. It's the FA Cup, though, and you can get surprises. I think we're, the, so, we're definitely the underdogs, though, aren't we? We're definitely the underdogs. Well, yeah, the Newcastle fans chirping up and saying, like, you know... Oh, we're going to win this. We're going to smash them. I mean, I would expect mm-hmm. them to. Anything else, anything but, would be a disaster as far as them concerned. Yeah, but their away form is bad, though, isn't it? Newcastle. So their their form overall is just bad as well. They've uh, yeah. I think they've lost eight out of the last eleven games. Yeah, I just hope they don't tank us like somewhat like six or seven nil at Stadium Light because I mean I know we're expected to lose, but I, I just hope it's not a spanking. Well, because we'll never hear the yeah. You've got Liverpool next, right? I'd say we, they, they've got Liverpool next on uh, tomorrow, on January 1st. Yeah, Monday. Um, if they lose that, they have to win. Otherwise, I think they'll either sack Eddie Howe against Liverpool if they lose another game, or they'll sack him after Sunderland. If he loses against Sunderland, or, or he does, basically if he doesn't win, he's gone. So, yeah, you, you, that would be 13, uh, was it 10 losses out of 13 games if he loses against uh, Liverpool and us. Yeah, it'll be gone. Uh, to answer the question, though, Paul, what was your standout player from the tail end of last season? And then we'll go into the pre-seasons in June and July. Uh, oh, I was going to say Diallo, De- De- but I'm going to go Pritchard. That's an interesting shout. Go on, explain. Why? Because <laughs> he's class. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's just, well, it's because of the goals he scored. You know, like, fair enough, he scored against Preston and all that. But, yeah, the, the, yeah every time he's come on the pitch, you know, he's actually helped the team uh, get a couple of more goals. What's the tail end of last season as well, do you think? Yeah, I think so. Okay, fair enough. Um I mean, he's a, he's a solid choice. I think you, you, you're good in choosing him because I think he pretty much proved himself as a Sunderland player through and through when he played his former side, Huddersfield, and he scored the goal. And he just ran up to their... Rather than our fans, obviously he celebrated the goal, but he ran up to their fans and just went, what was that? <laughs> what was that? And I think that kind of just disowning of the previous club, the ex-player curse that we seem to have a lot as well, um, yeah, really yeah. good shout, really good shout in Pritchard. Like, um, he, he got abuse off them d- uh, down there. Uh, yeah, he did. So, there is another player that I'm going to choose for that tail end of last season, and he's no longer with our club Danny Bart. 
Danny Bartos, I think, kept us in a lot of games. Um, I think he just he's left the club purely because of his age. Um, he doesn't fit the the youth youth model. It was probably his last season that we could have earned a good profit on on the resell. So. Yeah, that's why I think he's gone. It's not because of his talent or his ability or his uh, dedication to the club. It's purely because he didn't fit our current model. Um, the, the, the replacement partnership, I've, I'd really like Baffin Ballard as a centre-back centre holding um, the holding thing. We looked clean, we looked solid, we looked unbeatable with those two at the back um, for the most part. But uh, it wasn't to be. Uh, so we've got Luke 9 and Ballard now and uh, I think it's doing okay in most games. But yeah. Danny Bath. Uh, has to be Danny Bath. With Dak injured again, will he be leaving in Jan or stay till the summer? So, Diam... Sorry, I'm just butchering this. Diamia? Diamia? Sorry, sorry, I'm butchering your name. I know I've said it right in the past. Apologies. I'm just not 100% worth it. Uh, the uh, Dak situation, nobody would buy him, so he's staying with us until the summer. That uh, Hopefully that answers your question there. Um... We're going to the preseason now. It's a it's a year in review, I guess. So we played South Shields, won. We played Gateshead and won. We played San Antonio and won. We played New Mexico and won. And we played North Carolina and won. And then our only real, I think, solid opposition was Real Mallorca, and we drew one one at the Stadium of Light. Oh, we lost to Hartlepool five two, didn't we? Ah, that was in June. So it doesn't show up in it doesn't show the June ones. Or is that August? No, Harley Pill was August. August. Harley Pill was August. I'm on to June, July, mate. <laughs> Onto the midsummer. Right. Yeah. But yeah, no, then yeah, we start August with that five two defeat. So we'll do the whole preseason as a uh, a collective. How are we thinking about like what's our standout game in that entire spell? Um I might go with. Um, can I? I'm going to pick one of the USA ones. It's just because of the American commentators just getting some of the pronunciations so wrong. Probably right. I'll go with San Antonio one. San Antonio three one. The commentators, man. Oh my god. Oh, hot little pool. Hotel pool. Hotel pool. We got some someone players' names wrong, didn't they? Like they said it wrong and just. Uh... I just thought, as Jacob says, I thought the commentary was gay, and then I said, oh, and it's an outfield pass to the uh, offence of Sunderland. And it's a field goal to one to the back pass. Sunderland HC, man. It was brilliant. I, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. It was, it was so weird to listen to, but it was fun. One at games, there was a someone fan saying on Instagram that one, I think it was a San Antonio fan, but it was it was one at games in US. I believe it was San Antonio. He said there was a San Antonio fan dressed up as George Washington. He was drunk and he was giving proper abuse at the Sunderland fans. <laughs> I mean, what? Which sorry, one? Which one had the mag at it? Was that, oh, the, North, was that the North Carolina one? I don't know, but I know there was a Bouncy Castle one amp you mentioned in there. Oh, that was New Mexico. That was New Mexico. New Mexico had a Bouncy Castle on the corner of the stadium, and I was really disappointed because they, yeah, took, you it, they, took, it, they took it down, and I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> they took it down at half time, just after half time. I saw it slowly deflate, and I was like, oh, no, what are we doing? 
I just thought those three American games were comical. Um, oh. Imagine, Hans, imagine an American pronouncing all English clubs from Premier League to League Two. I mean, all clubs. The, there is there is people who try that. Um, God, yeah, an American trying to pronounce Wickham Wanderers, he'd say something like Wycombe. Wycombe Wanderers, yes. Um, GB, happy new year, by the way. He sent his, uh, he's in Adelaide, it's 3am, and he's um, a little bit inebriated. <laughs> Come on, the Black Cats. All the other teams are going to lose. Uh, Robinson, SFC versus SFC. It was SFC versus SFC. <laughs> San Antonio. Uh, to be fair, I did like that one. That was, uh, I don't know. Is that the one where Riggs scored at the start? Yes, in the 15th minute. Rissy Riggs. Uh, I don't know. Uh, is anybody going to call out the Hartlepool game? No. <laughs> well, that was embarrassing. But I think I know we put out a weaker squad because it was it four days later we're actually playing our first league game. But oh, I, we need to stop playing Hartlepool in pre-seasons. It doesn't help anybody involved. Um, normally, how many pre-season games do you think is the right amount? Because we played seven. This season, I think that's a lot more than normal. Anyone? Mm, I believe so. We had we had South Shields, Gateshead, San Antonio, New Mexico, North Carolina, Real Mallorca, Hartlepool. Happy New Year! Nine. Nine is the right amount. Nine. No, I think I think five. You don't. The only reason you have preseason friendlies is to get your team gelling together. Now, with the Americas ones, Hamia Samiro came on, absolutely looked solid. We were all like getting really excited by him. And since then, he played two games in the league and then nothing's happened because that confidence, that um, bit of, how do you put it, trust in him doing what he needs to do to like just enjoy himself playing football has been taken away from him now is that because of the formation is that because of the pressure of actually picking up points in the league i don't know but if you look at the the, the man that we saw in those friendly games versus what we're getting today it's absolutely chalk and cheese yeah yeah <laughs> oh you didn't call out your standout game uh, in pre-season, uh, I'm going to go Carolina. That was the 4-2-1, wasn't it? Pitch black. Yep. The one with the Geordies in it. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the thing is, though, like you would never see, I'm saying never, I didn't, never is a strong word, you're highly unlikely to ever see a Macam person wearing a Sunderland shirt in the home end of the opposition team whereas we've seen it at least four times this season notably front bloody row against Swansea happy new year Kieran happy new year um it's happened in general and like I said there was you know when we played Birmingham at home uh last season yep uh there was an Aston Villa fan sitting with the Sunderland fans so um <laughs> An Aston Villa fan going to watch a Birmingham game. 
not good, is it? I mean, it's they're there to try and wind us up, I guess. And it works. It works, but it doesn't actually impact the result nine times out of ten. It's just a bit like, what are you doing, you weirdo? Um, yeah, right. So, <laughs> uh, we have a couple of, between those preseason friendlies and the actual start of the season, we have five games before we solidify our current squad. Um, you have uh, Sunland Ipswich, where they beat us 2-1. Crew, we draw 1-1, but they win on penalties. We lose to Preston North End, our next opposition, 2-1 at Deep Deal. And then we beat Rotherham, and we draw against Coventry. So we pick up just four points in the league. Um, out of five games, no, out of four league games, four points, four games, a point per game. How are you feeling about that start of the season for us, that, that starting month? Yes, you're welcome. I think I think we should have got something from the Stoke game, to be fair, at least. And uh, yeah, three points against Stoke, and at least a point in Ipswich and Preston. I think Ipswich get. Would have been, yeah, it would have been nice, by the way, to win that Crew game. But go on, I'm sorry. No, it was that that mentality. We were the better team, but we didn't end up being clinical enough. And we were already calling it out at Ipswich. We called it against Crew. We called it against Preston. And we thought we had we had it. We thought we had it. We were saying we need strikers. And by that time, by the time we finished the Rotherham game, we had everyone in. We had Rushin, and um, he was still rumoured. We had Mienda. Um, we had Pem no oh, no Pembalia. Uh we had Burstow in, in on loan from Chelsea um for the Coventry game. So by the end of the month, we looked like we had our striker situation sorted. I mean, you, you're completely wrong there, Kieran, by the way. That is that is just an invalid fact. Um, <laughs> Crew Alexandre, are you kidding me? I mean, I'm kind of happy that we went out of that cup as early as we did because, well, it, it would have potentially added more um, crappy fixtures yeah, and, and just fatigue. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad we went out as early as we did on that. Um, if you look at the last... I think it's 45 years of the Carabao Cup. Nobody outside of the top division has won it. It's always been a Premier League or League uh, Division 1 team, depending on which area you're looking at. Um, it, it, it's very rare anybody outside of the, the top flight even gets to the finals. It's uh, just a waste of time for most of them. The FA Cup is a little bit different. I think it's the mid-90s since the last time a uh, non-Premier League team uh won the final won the final so it's it's been a while um cabby four august cool. four points in four games out of the carabao cup what's your thoughts at that point um it was quite frustrating um because i remember the, the game that stands out for me was the switch one at home mm -hmm. um Really, really unlucky. It was a deflection uh, from um, oh, the guy that used to play for us, Broadhead. Broadband. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Quick, quick legs. Yeah, I thought, because I thought we played really, really well, and it was like, um, I was actually camping at the time, um, yeah. and I was watching it, and it was like, how on earth did we lose that scenario thing? Yeah. Cough, cough, referee. 
was it the referee uh, that made? Well, a bit of it. He, he made a shit decision on sending Hume off. I mean, I know he were already on a yellow, but that it was that first yellow he gave for Hume. It's just mm. won't even. But then, the, and then straight away, it was a virtual carbon copy. It was a deflection goal. Then when Preston scored of us a, a deep deal, it was virtually exactly the same type of goal. Preston scored. It was a shot deflection that went in, and I thought like it was just a frustrating start. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Unlucky. Unlucky more than anything else. Could, could I skip the next five months? Because it's exactly the same story <laughs> pretty much from now, <laughs> from, from August to December. Every single game, I say, with the exception of the Middlesbrough game, where we did actually deserve to lose, by the way. I think we were very poor in that. Um, the Stoke game as well, maybe. Um, they were the better team. They weren't quite the 5-1 team that we got beat by. But I think those two games aside, we were generally the better team against most of our oppositions but yet still end up losing because the bottom half of the table park the bus it was an annoying defeat that that, that made us angry that stop game that, that one well, we should we should have had a penalty towards the end but referee being a idiot didn't give it hmm. it just shows you lack of consistency for referees uh yeah i, th I think yeah august I think August is the start of it. Paul, do you want to go through your August? And I think we might summarise September, October, November as uh, the final moments of Tony Mowbray. What are you doing? What are you doing? Paul? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I, I knew we... I knew that uh, Ipswich actually would have won us. Really? Well, can, can you not remember, Hans, when uh, we spoke to... God, I'm trying to think of his name. We had him on from Ipswich for Brad's channel. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The uh, the fan, I, f I can't remember his name now, but he was on an Ipswich Town podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I had a feeling that... Uh, yeah, with them under Kevin McKenna, I had a feeling that Ipswich actually would have done it. Yeah, uh, I mean, through I was actually at, I was actually, I wasn't actually happy that through actually beat us. I mean, it was only on penalties, but I think longer term it's probably the right thing for us at that moment. Yeah, because I remember after that game, a lot of people was calling for Mowbray to go after that. I think it was mainly because of the Huddersfield go, not Huddersfield, Hartlepool game. Hartlepool game, that 5-2 defeat. We had a good, our, our right pre-season friendly, but when it actually come to it, we didn't keep clean sheet that entire spell. Um, we hadn't we hadn't kept a clean sheet up until the Coventry game. That's two, four, five, seven, nine, eleven games in a row in the pre-season through to the Coventry game where we we conceded in every single game. But defensively, we were very poor. Even yeah, because like to be honest, I remember actually coming out of the ground um, for that game. Uh, it actually took Mopi a while to actually speak to the media. And I, I was, Acacia uh, actually back us up on this and I was just in the chat. Um, I said to Acacia, is Mopi gone? Because it, it actually took him a while to uh, talk to the media and apparently 
At that time, Tony Morper was actually having a conversation with Christian Speakman. Yeah, I mean, it's just a very... About the transfers. Like you said, we needed more people in. We actually got, I think it was the seven players in. We got rid of Gooch for some reason. Don't understand that one. Um, we got rid of Bath. No reason, no real reason why. And we got rid of Ross Stewart. Everybody else, I think, was already on the fringe or barely in our squad. Um, oh, and we got rid of Isaac Lahadji. I forgot about him again. We, we, we talked about him at the start of the season. <laughs> we got him in Jan, didn't we? Um... Well, that actually went when we played. What is. Uh, Hartlepool. Hartlepool, yeah, yeah. He was in the. Uh, I'll back him up on this. Go on then. Go on then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I think September was a decent month for us, but apart from the Cardiff result, we beat Southampton, yeah. we beat QPR, we beat Blackburn Rovers, and we beat Sheffield Wednesday. Um, we only lost to Cardiff, and it felt like it was one of those games. They parked the bus and counted us once and got the goal, which is a theme for the next couple of months and under Tony Mowbray. Dominant, beautiful football. Um, when it works, it works really nice, and it's great to support. But when it doesn't, you need something to change into. And I think, because we had such a good September, it kind of shot himself in the foot with that, didn't it? Yeah, it was <laughs> one of them things, wasn't it? See, I think I, I'm going to ask the, the call out game for that month as well. I'm going to say, obviously, Southampton. Um, completely out of the blue. It wasn't anything we were used to. Obviously, four points at that point. Um, conceding every game. Uh, Coventry was that nil nil. And yeah, two back back games without a, uh, without a goal in the back of the Sunland net. It looked, looked nice for once. Oh, Abby. Yeah. <laughs> what's your standout? What's your standout game? Standout moment of, of September. Uh, standout game. You know what? I'm gonna go QPR. Really? Okay. Yep. Do tell. Pray tell. Why? Three one against QPR. Just Jack just... Colback Col got sent off. I forget yeah. he. I forget he even plays for them, you know. <laughs> I was actually at that game as well. <laughs> is he still there? Yeah, he is. Oh my god! Oh, oh. yeah, because Colback done that bad tackle on Job at the time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this what it is for that one. Just tell my doggy off. Jacob, what's your standout game? Probably Southampton. 5 0. <laughs> I think that's a, that's an upset on that one. We just slapped them right. It's simple as that. Equa e got a good goal in that game, didn't he? I can't remember which goal it was, but Equa scored a right beauty. Because the dogs are starting to pester me now. Sorry about that, folks. Um, Tabby, standout game in Hello. September. Yeah, Southampton. Um, well, it was our, uh, am I right in saying that that was a bank holiday we played them? Uh, Saturday the 2nd of September, no. It wasn't, no. Just after the transfer window was shot. <laughs> oh, was it? 
No, it was it was just it was just class when it we were on the sky, and um, how quickly we seemed to put the game to bed, and it just gave you such a a feel good feeling on that Saturday, and it was just it was just the way they the way they played, mm. and um, the, uh, the 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 tricky was it was it um, Bellingham again and did like the pirouette on the ball. Uh, Bennett. Jewison was Bennett. it Bennett who did that? Jewison Bennett. He did three in a row and then passed it to, I think, Rig. Yeah, that was, that, that, was my, that was my standout moment for that game there. The, 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 the triple sol call, it was on ice. Yeah. And um, and then he just releases, like, it's just, it's just a quality cross. And then, then the oil rig pops up with a header and this, the stadium, like, roof just came off and it. It just made you feel so good being a Sunderland fan after that performance against Southampton. It would just come back down as well. Um, it was just a, it was a great performance that wasn't it. Oh yeah, yeah. I think if we had them every week, we'd be like, we'd be feeling like Leicester fans at the moment. Uh, unstoppable, every, like a, a defeat here and there. Not not that bothered about. Um, but yeah, it's a shame that's not a re- weekly occurrence, and I don't think it likely will be under under Beale. Uh, here's a stat from September. I think you might all like. It was the um, we managed to win three games in a row in three different kits, and that is a very rare feat for Sunderland. We beat um, Southampton, QPR, and Blackburn Rovers in a row in different kits, and uh, I don't know why that's a standout stat, but um, I mean it helped. Uh, another standout stat for the this part of this season is we've had three months on the bounce: September, October, and November, with huge international breaks in there. And it breaks up the season massively. Um, I'd say October and November is the start of the downfall for Tony Mowbray. Um, October, um, I think I'll cluster these two months together and you can pick out a standout performance because there's not many. Uh, We beat Watford 2-0. We lost to the Smogs 4-0. we got beat by Stoke City at uh, the Bet365. We lost to Leicester City in a game I think we actually performed really well. Uh, we beat Norwich City 3-1. We drew to Swansea City 0-0. We uh, beat Birmingham City 3-1, which was class, then international break. Losing to Plymouth Argyle, Huddersfield Town, and then picking up just a point against Millwall at the start of December. That is the end of Tony Mowbray's career. And I think it's because losing against 20th, 21st, and then 19th is just not good enough. So, standout game from October through to that Millwall game. Oh, pick one, Mills. Sorry? Plymouth. Are you saying uh, Plymouth? No, 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 no. From from the start of October, so Watford, the 2-0 win against Watford through to the Millwall game. So you've got nine fixtures to pick from. Ten. I might go with just Watford. I think Watford, actually. I'm going with the Watford game. Oh, okay. Is that, is that just because we beat beat them with a clean sheet? Yeah, and it, we actually played pretty well in that game, so... I think... 
if if you ask me, the the standard game where we performed and still lost is the Leicester City game. I think we did a really good job. We were in with a shout, and I think if we beat them, I think Tony Mowbray would still be in a job now. Um, but I think the start of the end for me is that smoggy game, losing four nil at the Stadium of Light. Absolute shambolic uh, performance. Um, hated everything about it. Um, and then the final three games, the Plymouth, Huddersfield and um, Millwall game, just the nail in the coffin. One point out of a possible nine when you're expecting at was least that, seven. The game was the, it's the case of the players just waving the white flag and giving up, which really annoyed me. Like, Is that what you're feeling like now under Beal, or is that just, just that one game? That Berra game, that's just the Berra game I was on about where yeah. they, they give up attitude, um, not give a damn about the full house that was at the stadium at the time. Did I mean, that game as well, like, I know we give up, we definitely give up, and I 100% agree to it, but we went in half-time, 0-0. It's Dan Neal getting his yellow, his second yellow for telling the ref, uh, the ref that's not a effing foul. For me... It's, it's not abuse, is it? I'm, people say, no, it shouldn't be, that's not abuse. It's, it's absolutely not abuse, but that's that. That is the catalyst for us just going. What is the point with referees in this in this league? He wasn't good though, Amph. As well as the bad performance, ref was shit. He was. Cabby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He absolutely was. He absolutely was. Jacob. Is that is that why? Because is it because we give up after Daniel got red card? Red card, or do you think we just give up all, all in all? Well, yeah, it was, just, it was just the way we, we collapsed. Our shoulders went down. I was, it was like, as you said, it was like, what is the point? Attitude sort of thing. Because Middlesbrough weren't all that, to be quite honest. We made, them look, we made them look like bloody Barcelona the last like, 35, 40 minutes of the second half. Mm. Yeah, I think so. Kind of feeling sorry for ourselves, sort of, in a way. It's like, well, what's the point? What is the point? We can't do anything with this Chever referee. What can we do? Exactly that. I think Elliot that sums it up so, so so well. So many good memories of this year, and now we're not so good. I'm paraphrasing there. Um, where are you going? And Roberto, tomorrow the game got uh, uh sorry goes live here in Brazil. I mean, we've got the the pressing up end game to look forward to tomorrow, but uh, we'll add on final part of it, and then we're into December. We're into our current period. Paul, from Watford's game through to Millwall, um, what's your standout moment in that? Uh, I'm going to go Norwich. Well, we actually win a game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, we actually we actually win three one. The. I was trying to think of the, the the best question around that, but it was it kind of felt like that was the potential point for Mowbray to go, look, look, I know what I'm doing, we're confident, but it just felt like it was a flash in a pan moment. Because the very next game we don't we 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 don't pick up any anything really, do we? We pick up a a nil nil draw against Swansea. Like can you carry the momentum, please? So What's your standout moment of that 3-1 Norwich game, then? For me, uh, it'll probably be... Dan Neal's goal. Yeah, Dan Neal's goal. 
Let's get, I'm putting the putting the answer into your mouth there, but like, yeah, it, it's just, it's just a weird spell of time that like we looked so good in that game, and then the very next game it was like, what what are we doing? How do we how do we struggle? I'm just looking at the um, the formation of that Norwich game, by the way. Guess what? We started with a striker. Very next game we don't struggle. Very next game after that. We do. We don't. It's just like... Oh my god. The, every game we struggled in, in that period, is we haven't put a striker on from minute one. It's so blatant. It's so obvious. Um, And that leads us up to now, I guess. Uh, we've got the, um, the West Brom game, the Leeds United game, and the Bristol City game under Dodds. So... Dodsy. The Dodsy era. I think there's a lot of fans that were very happy with how Dodds managed to like pull the team together and actually rescue get anything against West Brom and Leeds when we're not expecting it. We were like, where's our next win coming from? We just couldn't find it. So I think Dodds pleasantly surprised us with six out of nine points. I, I, do you agree? Disagree? What are you feeling? Yeah, I agree with that, actually. Uh, to be honest, actually, the standout performance for me under Dodsey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to say Leeds. The clean sheet? Yep. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on par with that, man. They, they were, I think they were third at the time. Leeds. Yeah, they've only been leapfrogged recently because uh, Southampton haven't... <laughs> Southampton have dropped just two points in the last five games. So, um, yeah, at the time, I think they were third. They were on the heels of Ipswich, and now it's uh, Jeff Hatton's turn. So, yeah, point against a team that's pushing for automatics. Brilliant. Really, really, really good. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I do agree. I agree with that. I'd say Leeds is the best game underdogs. Gabby? Hello. The Dodds, the Dodds free games. Just before Crimble. <laughs> yeah, to me, it's it's definitely Leeds United because I thought that was going to be a, a solid game. Like, But I just thought Sunderland from start to finish, all over the park, was solid. They were organised, they were positioned perfectly. They just closed Leeds out. And it was, a really, it was just really, really nice to see because um, Leeds were pretty much on form. Mm -hmm. And um, we didn't really give them a look, and even though it wasn't a high-scoring game, um, I thought Sunderland like, really managed it well. Especially come because that was straight after we beat uh, West Brom, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Well, Dodds was under West Brom as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So same, think... same score as nineteen seventy-three, wasn't it? Yes, and uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think there was. The strange thing was, obviously, Beal comes in between the, the 16th and the 23rd, just before Christmas. You think, new manager bounce, new, yeah. new everything. But losing 1-0 against Bristol City and then losing 3-0 against Coventry, the exact same issues persisted. No striker, no creativity, flat formation. We just we were just embarrassing just before just before Christmas. So I think that the fans who mentioned keeping Dodds on, if we're just going to continue with what we've got, I think they're semi-justified. I know we're only three games after that point now, but 
he picked up six points in three games, whereas if you look at compare it to Dodds, he's uh, lost that 3-0 game. Absolutely horrific. We beat Hull by the skin of our teeth. Clark rescues it. And Rotherham, we pick up a point. Clark rescues it. We're heavily reliant on Clark, and it's nothing to do with how... I, I think it's genuinely nothing to do with how Beal's setting our team up. That's why I think a lot of fans are still concerned. I think it's really worrying that the fact that we're, we're heavily relying on that one player. Because, like I say, if he gets injured or he's away... Oh, he's sold, we're yep. from, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll start, we'll start sliding down that um, down that table yeah. um, quicker than Winnie Mandela would slide down Nelson's column. It's just... Yep. Okay. It, it's bad. It, it's, it's bad how reliant we are on it, and it's got to stop. I'll I'll rephrase the question and and I'll angle it towards the predictions because uh, Peter's asked, by the way. Um, Me, 100%, Dodge should have finished the season. So he's basically on par with that. Six points in three games versus four in three. You can directly compete those two. Dodge, if we haven't got the... If if Beal wasn't our first choice, he shouldn't have been any of our choices, if that makes sense to you. Like, if we wanted Will Steele and we didn't get him, if we wanted... um, the guy from Plymouth who went to uh, to Stoke, yeah, Hi- Schumacher. Schumacher. I was going to say Heisenberg, but that's uh, Breaking Bad. Um, I know it's a German name. Um, if if they were our options and we couldn't get them because of cash, um, or willing to throw the cash at a uh, new head coach, then Beal is. I don't know. He still needs to prove himself as the best option. Um, and I think that's the mentality that everybody's going into. So, predictions for the Preston game tomorrow. Uh, Paul first. Uh, well, uh, mm. to be honest, I, I, I mm. saw a tweet. Uh, I was telling Akisha earlier, I saw a tweet actually from a Preston fan mm-hmm. and they actually all worried uh, for this game tomorrow. Because they said, actually, if we play a striker against them, yeah. we will actually win it. I, I mean, Preston have got one of the worst defences in this league. So you'd think if we put the ball in the box, they are going to struggle. But the same could be said about Rotherham. And they managed to hold their own with Park the Bus. If we're not putting the ball in the middle, we struggle. So, yeah, I 100% agree. But what's your prediction, mate? What is your... <laughs> what's, your what's your numbers? Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say we'll turn it around. I'm going to win this 2-1. 2-1. Okay. I, I'd like to see a clean sheet, but... Okay, 2-1. Cabby? And I'm going to say Bale is going to start Russian. That is a big claim. I like that. Again, starting strikers. If we're starting strikers, I think we can win quite clearly. But uh, I'll let I'll let Cabby go, Jacob go, then I'll go with my prediction as well. Uh, it's crazy, my side. I hate leads and I want to get more than... I mean, go for, my, go for my goals or keep the points. I'd rather keep the points, okay, sure, against that Leeds game. But yes. Cabby, prediction? And I'll catch up on catch up on chat after Jacob's gone a very poor strike force in Sunderland and a very poor defence against Preston I'm going to say nil-nil 
Okay. Like, First time coming, he's not predicted a Sunderland loss. He's he's the... he'll, he'll say things like 3 0 Preston or. I'm being optimistic here. No, no, draws optimistic. Okay. Okay. I, I understand it now. Uh, Jacob, what's your prediction, mate? Uh, same as Paul. Still on Sunderland. On Sunderland. Okay. Would you be happy with a point, Jacob, though? Did we get a draw? Uh, Resents are fairly... I mean, I know Preston are defensively bad, but... Mm. Overall, as a team, they're fairly... I think they're good. So, I'd check it, but a fair away. What about you, Kavi? Would you be happy with a point? How far from it, no. Well, it depends if we're 1-0 down in the, the 95 minute, 95th minute, then, yeah. So if it's a repeat of the Rotherham game, you'd be happy with a point? Mm. Yeah. In the middle between Um. Yeah, so I think if we change our formation and we have two strikers up front, just like Adam said, if Hamia and Rushin up front and we win 3-0, I think that is highly likely to score. If we put 4-4-2 or a 4-3-1-2, whatever you want to call it, like whatever formation works... As long as there's two strikers on the pitch, we will score goals. It's that simple, um, but I don't think we'll do that. I think we'll keep our current formation. We'll start bar for some reason. Um, Roberts looks like he's uh, still out with his hammy. Um, he's got to get a week, basically, to recover from hamstring pulls. Um, nothing nothing more than that with, with him. So we're struggling with options down the right-hand wing. Oh, yeah. It's a forced change that we need to do. I'm still optimistic. I'm just going to go for a, a very tight 1-0 win. I'm, I'll be happy with a 1-0 win. Um, Roberto saying 2-0 Sunderland. That'd be class as well. But for me, ultimately, it's about how well we defend. Would you be happy with a 1-0 win? <laughs> Say that instead of would you be happy with a 1-0 win? <laughs> would you be happy with three points? Yes, of course. Uh, would you be happy with 1-0? Yeah, yeah. I mean... It depends on the opposition normally, doesn't it? Like, if you're saying a 1-0 win against Leeds United, buzzing. 1-0 win against Rotherham, not really. It, it depends. It depends who we're playing against in their current form. Uh, Rob says, Dodds is clearly still having a big influence on the starting eleven. That's interesting. We're still using Hume as an inverted fullback where Beale likes full wide backs. We don't have a system for full wide backs at the moment, so if that is a start to change with transfers coming in, again, I'm going to be slightly optimistic with that. Um, Keisha says, I'm sorry, go on. That I do I, I agree with, because apparently, seen somewhere, Spickman said that Dodds is the one that's actually picking the team. Not allowed to do that, though, is he? Uh, he's allowed to suggest it. Uh, Dodge, Dodge, is, Dodge is the assistant manager. Is it assistant head coach? He co yes, he is allowed to suggest it. He just doesn't. He's not allowed to sign it. So you can delegate the the assignment to everybody who has coaching badges. <laughs> so Beale has to put his signature on the team sheet to the FA. So he can do it. He just Beale has to sign it. Beale has to say yes. That's my choice too. Um, I think Beale is taking a lot of suggestion from Dodds. I don't know if he's picking the full team yet, um, but we need we need a change, and that was the whole point of getting rid of Mowbray. We need to change to be consistent, be solid, and be a threat going forward. Defensively, if we keep it as we have been over the last couple of weeks, I think we'll be fine. I think we'll be challenging for fourth or fifth, but 
yeah it is what it is i want to win but thinking we we will lose and so the fans will turn on Beal. i think the fans are not already on Beal's side though uh on that one adam i think mm -hmm. yeah i mean look the, the win we win the win we did get under Beal still wasn't convincing was it oh no no it was completely uh, out of the blue it was clock clock doing what he does best rather than tactically we doing what we need to do so and again same with Rotherham we we kind of scraped a point because Clark was just he tried a half volley he just just went I'll have a shot now it wasn't because like, every Sunderland fan could see it every single time Sunderland are mm -hmm. going forward it's just a one trick pony option um, oh. it's just it, it's too 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 predictable the, the, the opposition can read exactly what we're doing and you mentioned it before when um, Birdstore came on against Rotherham Brought up a whole lot of problems for Rotherham. They, they, they couldn't seem to cope as well. You know, the answer's there. It's a case of doing it. It's the basics, yeah. And we've got the quality in our team. We've got our players are quality. They just need to be given the right instruction. And I think that's the problem. <laughs> We're not giving them the every right time, instruction. Every time Clark had the ball and he was, he was cutting in, he had five or six players around him. He's not going to be able to do his trademark thing. Now, against the good teams, the bigger teams, he's got more space because the, the other team comes to counter-attack more. And I think it suits the likes of Clark and maybe Roberts on the other side of the wing. But when you play in these Sunday League scrappy, not pretty teams, the likes of your Huddersfields and your, your Plymouths, etc., and your Rotherhams mm -hmm. and stuff, it is not the option to keep relying on Clark and that because every time he had that ball, there was five or six defenders around him. There was nowhere for him to go. Oh, I'm trying to think of the, the guy's name, but there's only one defender in this league I've seen, like actually challenging him what man to man like everybody else is like two or three to, to him and i think it's the guy who looks like david louise for leicester what was his name um oh the curly hair yeah he, the, gave the, the, he actually gave the he, 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 he should have he gave son on the penalty yes that guy but he was man for man with with clark the majority of the time he's the only one i can remember who had clark's number Everybody else has to double or triple man up on him because he, he's a known threat to every opposition. But with the Rotherham game, the last game that we played, it was all on all on Clark on the left wing because Roberts got injured in the 15th, 16th minute, around that point, and Barr was on. Barr's not a right winger. He's not able to do the same job that Clark, that Clark, no, that Roberts does, sorry. So I think it was kind of like our only option is Roberts down, uh, Clark down the left-hand side. So phase, thank you. Rob, Rob with a clutch. Thank you. It's FaZe. FaZe for, for Luton. For Le <laughs> Leicester. <laughs> uh, right. Ahmad uh, getting, getting back, says Adam. All the best to you and the lads. Um, I'm going to just ignore that last bit and just say it's for everybody who's a Mackham. Pennywell Pundit says, and Benshaw 9 and Bar Bar. Stop, Pritchard. It's, it's, it's simple. Right. Well, we'll wrap up that year um, with a solid <laughs> how do you rate 2023 out of 10? <laughs> we'll go with Jacob first. Seven. A seven out of 10 season? Okay. Is that because we finished sixth? <laughs> uh, we finished yeah, in close. With other stuff as well. I won't say full on 10 out of 10, but Predominantly, it's been good. I mean, 
Yeah, towards the end we've had some shaky results, but sum them through and through. Things things will get better. It's just got to be patient, and mm. I'm sure we'll let's hope for a good 2024. How are the lads in FTM? Well put, mate. Well put. Gabby, what are you saying, buddy? Rate your performance, or rate your rate Sunderland's performance over the entire year out of 10. I'm going to go the same as a... Well, I'm going to go a little bit higher than Jake. I'm going to go seven and a half. It's been... hasn't been good, hasn't been bad, but every time I look at the league table, we're only two points off six. You know, we could have... You know, look where we've just come from. How many years we've spent in League One. And we're, oh, we're more than a whole... Yeah, we're more than holding our own in the championship at this present moment. So it is not that all. It's not all. It's it's. We just. I think Sun and probably were too were too eager. Maybe to like we should be Premier League. We should be Premier League. It's like look where we've come from, where we're sitting at at the minute. I don't think it's that bad to be quite honest with you. Seven, seven from thirty-seven points. It's, it's not yeah. bad, is it? And well, I can't see us finishing bottom half of the table or going down. No chance. Well, the bottom half of the table is quite close on points, though, mate. But, yeah, um, Adam French is saying four out of ten. Uh, ten losses is just not good enough. I mean, that's towards the tail end. You're forgetting the first half of the season that we've uh, <laughs> we've chatted in depth about today. Um, I think we have... It's like if you do an overall balance, I'll come to yours after I've just said mine because Adam's got me on a little bit of a tangent now. Um, I think overall, if you're looking at the entire year, I'd say it's probably a six out of ten. The tail end, the start of the year, really poor up until mid mid March, March through to the end of the season, absolutely solid ten out of ten. We we dominated that last, especially April, unbeaten in April, for me is a ten out of ten. It's a perfect month. It's not perfect wins, but like yeah, it's pretty much up there. Um, getting into the semi finals, losing to the uh, the new Premier League team. Being a promoter team, absolutely quality. I'd say that's probably like an eight. But if you balance it into the second half of the season, this this new part, we're seven. We're just outside the playoffs. It's not like two or three out of ten. I think that's a little bit pessimistic. We've had an okay time, August, average in September, average in October, poor in November, and December has just been the rocky roller coaster. So yeah, I think like six, six and a half is the fairest across everything we've done this year. For me, in anyways. Now, Paul, what's your number out of ten? Da, 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 da. I'm gonna give it a seven. <laughs> I think we're I think we're consistently across the board here: six, seven, seven, and seven and a half. Why do you Why do you say a seven though? No, we've just uh, you know we've done well this season, found up under different managers, but. Uh... Yeah, let's see what the second half of the season brings. Okay, and to tail on to that to to tail on to that question for you, I want you to quickly think. Um, but Akisha says eight out of ten. We've uh, we've had an all right season, just like Jacob said. Um, Coach was a technical assistant here at Sao Paulo FC. I mean, uh, does that count as uh, experience? Lads, we need to get some experienced players into the team. I, no, absolutely. Uh, my question is, how do we get that rating that you just got up to 10 out of 10? Now, I've dropped it so low. One, I think we need to potentially, this is so early saying it, but for 2023, if I'm saying December 31st, 2024, McBeal's still in charge and we've had the perfect season, I will be, or I'll be gobsmacked. 
<laughs> I just don't think that's happening. We could potentially change manager once or twice between that point. Um, so if Mick Beal's still in charge come the end of this time, like in 12 months' time, that for me is perfect. We've kept with the man and he's performed the way we want him to. Uh, we need to have strikers performing on the pitch. Um, defensively, we need to be more consistent and keep a lot more clean sheets. Anthony Patterson needs to command his box a lot more. Um, and uh, we need we need to have more than just our standard 4-2-3-1. So there's five big areas of improvement that we can uh, we can definitely do. But there's areas to improve. We're not on the massive descendancy. So I think we're good, but we need to uh, to get it up. So yeah, how do you how do you bridge your gap, Paul, from seven to ten? For me, it probably well, depends what we're doing in the transfer window. Okay, so how do we do that? That's that's for this half of the season, though. But yeah, um, who do we need? What do we need? Strikers. <laughs> we've got four. We've got four. Do we need to sell the ones we've got? The news. Uh, I was sort of buzz on this. Uh, I was talking to Bowers about this on Friday. Mm -hmm. Do you not think the club will cut Burstow's um, loan short, send him back to Chelsea and bring in another one? So there is that option. There's always that option because you just got to look at what Ella Sims had done to him last season. Uh, Everton recalled him and put us in the, uh, in the crapper for that January spell. But... There's penalties if we do the recall rather than the other way around. I don't think Chelsea are going to recall Chelsea, uh, recall Burstow, whereas we could send him back if we need the numbers for the new strike coming in because our squad is limited to a maximum of 28 players. If you have more than 28 players, the people who are our loanee are going back because they're not our full-time employees. So it's it's very big news when somebody comes from like an under-23 side into the first-team fold, i.e. like Dan Neal or Rig having them come into the first team squad is uh, is huge news and it does take up that extra slot for recruitment. So, yes, it is yeah, possible. Yeah. It is possible, but we'd have to pay fees to that. So not only do we have to pay the transfer fees for whoever comes in to replace them, but we also pay fees for um, sending them back. So, yes, it's, it's an option. Put this money involved and when there's money involved, PLD generally... Is very reluctant yeah. to do yeah, it. I, I actually think we'll bring up probably another midfielder. I know Michael Beale said this week that he's not looking for somebody to replace Huggins, which I'm really surprised. I'm not, because I think we, if we go back to a, like a 3 5 2, uh, for semestral, but we went well. Oh, okay, it went well. I mean, fair enough. Happy New Year, Roberto. Um, it doesn't surprise me because we the way Beale likes to play, it is traditionally the 4-3-3 attacking. The good old PSG um, style of play. Um, so Clark and Roberts will excel in that. It's one striker up front, but uh, the, the front three are seen as our goal-scoring routes. Um, so yeah, having less midfielders um, doesn't surprise me that much. It's in a bit, Roberto. Thank you very much. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm fidgeting now. Does that answer your question, Paul? Yeah, it does, mate. Do, do, do you feel Huggins needs to be replaced? I know he's got his uh, his knee thing, but... So, you know, the, the way I'm coming from, though, uh, Huggins could be... Well, 
He's out of scan. Mm-hmm. Uh, the club's just waiting. He'll need, sur- he'll need surgery. He'll need a knee Hug- replacement surgery. I think Huggins is out for the season. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, um, fair, fair, it's enough we've got, fair enough. We've got we've got we've got there as well. Alessi mm. uh, as well, but uh, they've been injured know, for a while as well. Yeah, I get I get your yeah, point. So we've we'll yeah, one injured player with a, a, a person who's come back from injury. It's yeah, not ideal. Nobody at peak physical fitness, but we can get them there. Yeah, we can do. Yeah. Things can only get better. Come on, Flamengo, says GB. Are you still here? I'm surprised you don't. Absolutely slaughtered, GB. Right. How do you get your uh, seven... Was it 7.5? Sorry, uh, Jacob. No, it was seven for you and it was 7.5 for Gabby. How do you get seven to ten? Um, do what you... Have more wins and draws, to be honest. Like I'm not saying go promoted, but just... And also start strikers and maybe more threatening formation like four four two. Just want to be, more, I just want to be a threatening side in general where teams go. Oh, we've got Sunderland coming up. Let's at least get a point. Yeah. Which I think we still are a bit, but I want. You know, I just want it even more. That's all. Mm. So. Yeah. The, the... I still think we'll be top half, top half at Championship this season. I don't think we'll fall bottom half. I think we'll. Maybe just outside the playoffs because I think it is a harder season, but we've got this. I know we can do it, so mm-hmm. just keep pushing for more wins and then, you know. Are we are we half right enough this season, though, as a playoff only is our highest hope? I don't know. I do think some fans have written it off already, haven't they? Oh, yeah, I've, I've, I've written it off when we lost uh, 4-0 to the Borough. Genuinely, I read, I read it off as like a top two. Playoffs is still on the cards. I, my hope is still with the playoffs, but automatics with that four 0 loss, it's, it was just the, the case in point of it's not our year. Paul, and look where Borough are now. Borough are just shit. Well, actually, they're not. They're three points behind us, but yeah, um, and in ninth. Uh, Rob says he does need surgery on Huggins. Club confirmed it already. He'll probably be out for a year. It's yeah, it's anywhere between six and nine months after surgery for him to even start his physio. But if he's a sports person, he'll be uh, given dedicated uh, physio to to that. So that's all right. We need left back. I don't think we do. I think we could revert to three at the back um, and go for like a three-five-two. That would help us too because we have a lot, and I mean a lot of midfielders in our in our stack. Um, or, nine, or nine can play left back. Nine can play wherever he's told. That's that's <laughs> a benefit. That's a benefit of having all nine. Um, in terms of, uh, I mean, you could literally put what's one of the megaphone. Like, is, is a megaphone? You could put like a speaker, um, on Pritchard. Not Pritchard. Oh, Patterson on Patterson's mouth, and Law Nine could do, do just literally command the box for him. Um. <laughs> It could be like a RoboCop kind of thing. I, I think Pato needs to just strengthen up and command his box a little bit more as well. He'd make some worldly saves, but yeah. Um, there's my stats, by the way. It's a different layout. As you can see, I'm ready for the uh, the game tomorrow. Uh, surely we need players. Change the players and start new ones. What about Dewey and the other players? Not in Barbar. Um, and the same old same ones. 
give other ones a chance. Our players have written it off. Surely the board, no big changes are needed. We need the big name to motivate the rest of the team. I mean, do we need a named catalyst striker for the rest of the season? And I'll ask this to Cabby and Cabby alone. <laughs> Yam and Via as our replacement big name coming back. Would you would you say that's a good move? Because I know he says he'd come for cheap. No, I just think it'll be pitching me into four thing all over again. I think he's too old, too over the hill. Mm -hmm. um, I don't agree with that at all, no. Good player at this time. I mean, like, how many years older is he now? Um, I think it's really fitting when I'm printing more t-shirts, isn't it? He's my age, mate, so yeah, you wouldn't want me playing for Sunderland. <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 think it's a, I think it's a bad move, that. Um... What about the other big name I've seen people throw around is uh, Stansfield. Oh, I've not seen much about that. Uh, he's rumoured with, so he's currently with Fulham. He's rumoured with Ipswich, Sunderland, and Birmingham City. He'll go to Ipswich. He is twenty-one, and he's a striker, and he's scoring. Uh, he's went to Birmingham. He's at Birmingham City this season, and he scored seven goals in the championship. Yeah. It's two things, and it? it depends on what mm. wages is getting paid and what ambition he's on, he he's, he's, he's a Premier League player in Fulham on paper. He's only played five games, and he's out on loan to Birmingham City. So he's in the market. He's scoring in this league. He's a biggish name. Like everybody in the championship knows him. Maybe not in the Premier League, but in the championship, people know who he is. Would that give him confidence? He'd rather go at the likes of a Leicester, uh, Nipswich or something, though, wouldn't he? Or maybe he's a Leeds or Southampton. A, a, a team that going to have more of a chance of getting back in the frame? I don't know. It depends what the catchment is. It's, uh, I think it's between it. us and Ipswich, really. If Ipswich are throwing money at it, he's more likely to go to Ipswich. But there's an option, there's a name, and there's a striker. It, it hits all the boxes that we need. Um, but also, even if we get him in, with our current style, we're not starting them, so it's like we can, we can talk all about like getting a new striker in, but we need to have a system that well, a new striker can well, walk into. For weeks and weeks on end, the headlines on the on social media was like Russian. We're just waiting for everybody was eager. Wait, oh, wait, when's this Russian going to start? When's it, but he's, he either he either simply just isn't good enough. Why he's not getting a start? That's anything I can suggest. I think it's a language barrier. That's it. It's not. It's not his quality. It's his language. He can't understand the nuance of direction because he doesn't speak English that well. I mean, he's learning, but it's it's still broken at the moment. Um, I want us to go up, uh, but we will come straight back down if we if we're ready. We really need more experienced players and get a real manager. We need to change our entire. How hard is it for him to learn the language? To like stick two fingers up with the Newcastle end when when he puts three <laughs> past them and they have to. Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty difficult. Can you? Um, can you, as your twenty twenty four resolution, learn a language? Um, how about you learn Portuguese? Replace Dodds. <laughs> it's it's not as easy as it said, especially when I think like the the ability to learn a new language, but once you pass the age of like eight, I think it becomes more and more difficult. Surely you do these things before you can for these players. Then, if you think it's mm -hmm. too much of a hassle to, mm -hmm. there's a language barrier, didn't it? Didn't it go for them? 
you've got you've, you have got the chat the time to look elsewhere or back off and go for a better option mm. don't make sense does it right I'm, I'm gonna ask one last big question obviously we've split it up between uh two parts obviously we'll do another one of these this time next year but for the end of this 23 24 season where is the highest you think sun will finish Where's the lowest you'll think will finish, and where is realistically where you'll think we'll finish this season? Basically, league position. <laughs> Who are you asking first? You, because you've spoken first. <laughs> Go for it, Gabby, mate. So, where would I like us to finish? No, where's the highest you think we can finish? That's then? a tricky one. It depends what we're doing in the in the transfer window. Mm-hmm. Um, at this current squad, I think you're looking at uh, just outside the playoffs because the highest. Set up. Hey, so the, the highest place you think we can finish the lowest, and where's realistic? The highest that, with this current squad at the moment, I would yeah. say is about eighth, seventh, or eighth. Okay. Um, we we beat the top teams, but it's, the letdown is not being able to put the, the the poor teams to bed in this league. That's what's letting us down. Yeah. Lost. Um. The lost. I'm going to say around about just below mid table. Do you think? Where is that? 15th, 14th, 13th, 12th? Uh, about 12th, I'd say. 13th to 12th, 13th. So you're, you're, you're thinking we're going to finish anywhere between 8th and 12th this season? 8th and 13th? With our current setup, yeah. Um, because we're, we're not we're not being... To challenge to challenge for the top six, you, mm-hmm. you've got to be at least put some of these poorer teams to bed and we're not doing it at the minute. And mm-hmm. that's our downfall. So if it carries on the way we're going, then we will not even get the playoffs this season. Um, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll add Adams in here. Uh, that's uh, crap. We've got to get an interpreter. Uh, the coaches don't read them. I mean, I don't know. Uh, interpreters cost money, and he might not be interpreting what has been said correctly. But then also, sixth is the highest if, uh, for Adam, and middle mid table. But uh, realistic, he says fifteenth. I think that's really really low based on what we've seen so far this season. Um, oh. Where do you think, where's the highest you think we can finish? Lowest and realistic. Uh, highest. Oh. Uh, with the games we've got coming up. Mm-hmm. I would say in the playoffs, actually. Mm-hmm. Okay. So whereabouts? Give me a number. Give me a position. Uh, Elliot says, if no changes, we're finishing 14 for 15. Uh, number, I'm going to say fifth. Okay, highest is fifth. Lowest is... Uh, I'll see where we are now. Seventh? The lowest will finish a seventh? Yeah, I think, I think it will. Okay, and I'm, I'm going to use this in the future, mate. And uh, realistically, where do you think we'll finish? Uh, playoffs. 
Should we say in the middle of what you've just said, sick? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's an optimistic fan. Uh, I'd like to hear it. Um, but I think our range is a little bit more than uh, 5th to 7th, um, especially with 21 games in it and 6 points between us and 15th. Um, but yeah, Jacob, highest, yes. lowest, and realistic. Highest, I'll go for 4th. Yeah. Um, lowest, I don't think, I won't go for 15th or 14th, but I don't think we're that bad. Maybe tenth. Okay. Um, realistic, where we are now. Seven. Seven. Just outside yeah. the playoffs. I think you're the, you're the closest to what I was going to say, uh, Jacob. Um, I think highest we can match Hull, we can match West Brom, and we could potentially catch either Leeds or Southampton. So I'm going to say fourth is the highest we could finish based on current squad and uh, ability. Um, lowest I think is going to be where West and at West Brom, where Blackburn Rovers are in fifteenth. The league's that tight this season. I think everybody Millwall down is going to be below us at the end of the season, unless one of them has an absolute turnaround. And let's face it, none of them are likely to because some of them are without managers, some of them are getting rid of players in this window, and they're drawing or losing most of their games. Um, so yeah, uh, highest fourth, lowest fifteenth. And realistically, eighth. So, yeah, just one, one place below where we are. I think we'll miss out probably two weeks before the end of the season as well. Um, dramatic. In, in typical Sunderland fashion, to be fair, you've got to remember, our last three games are Millwall, Watford, and Sheffield Wednesday. We should be beating Sheffield Wednesday, so that should cement us the three points, but I think we'll probably lose it by the time we play Millwall. Yeah, but it'd be a good way to end on a high, though, and it beats Sheffield Wednesday and just, you know. Mm -hmm. Go into next season with our problems solved and we have every player that we want and position already identified. <laughs> and, yeah. and the team starting to make the hedgerows. I think it's going to be a good 2024. I've just got really good feelings about it. It might not be our season to go up this season, but I think next year, the start of next campaign... It's our it's our it's our push. Think. It's our push season for 24, 25. I think now nah, four seasons in the championship. I'm go I, I go with four. I, I'm gonna say three. I, I think three's fine, and mainly because of the three teams that are coming down next season, likely to be Luton, Burnley, and Sheffield United, with only two years of parachute payments between them. They either have to heavily invest and fail, or get them um, go back up again to yo-yo. Um, and I can only really see Burnley yo-yoing and the other two crumbling. So I think next year might be our year. We're, we're competing with three ex-Premier League solid state teams. So, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, Acacia says seventh or sixth for me. So just either outside or inside the playoffs. Um, and for the profit, I mean, I'll try my best. This <laughs> is what I'm seeing. <laughs> Um, I'll give a 10 out of 10 if we beat the Mags in the Cup I won't care about the league FTM I think that's a perfect bit to end on um, wow this is a long podcast hope you've enjoyed it I'll catch you on the next one until 2024 happy new year happy new year happy new year happy new year, happy new year. <laughs> happy new year FTM <laughs>